Good morning, Year 6. It's Mr. Hargreaves here, and today I'm going to be reading Chapter 16 of The Borrowers, page 137. Now, as per usual, uh, I'm going to read one page, and then you're going to pause the recording, and you're going to read the next page yourself. Uh, a nice tip for today is um, there are some difficult words in this chapter. If you are really unsure of them, uh, if you've got a, a mobile or a tablet or even a laptop, perhaps you can um, have a research, Google some of the definitions for the words. Okay, so um, we're going to make a start. Page 137, chapter 16. Then began a curious phase in their lives. Borrowings beyond all dreams of borrowing, a golden age. Every night the floor was opened and treasures would appear. A real carpet for the sitting room, a tiny coal scuttle, a stiff little sofa with damask cushions, a double bed with a round bolster, a single ditto with a striped mattress, framed pictures instead of stamps, a kitchen stove which didn't work but which looked lovely in the kitchen. There were oval tables and square tables and a little desk with one drawer. There were two maple wardrobes, one with a looking glass and a bureau with curved legs. Hominy grew not only accustomed to the roof coming off, but even went so far as to su suggest to Pod that he put the board on hinges. Okay, pay, pause the recording and you're going to read page 138. Okay, and I'm going to start reading uh, the bottom of page 138 and 139. Even then, Hominy would sometimes hop out to have one last look. In the meantime, in payment for these riches, Ariati would read to the boy every afternoon in the long grass beyond the cherry tree. He would lie on his back and she would stand beside his shoulder and tell him when to turn the page. They were happy days to look back on afterwards with the blue sky beyond the cherry boughs, the grasses softly stirring and the boy's great ear listening beside her. She grew to know that ear quite well with its curves and shadows and sunlit pinks and golds. Sometimes, as she grew bolder, she would lean against his shoulder. He was very still while she read to him, and always grateful. What worlds they would explore together, strange worlds to Ariati. She learned a lot, and some of the things she learned were hard to accept. She was made to realise once and for all that this earth on which they lived, turning about in space, did not revolve, as she had believed, for the sake of little people, nor for big people either. She reminded the boy when she saw his secret smile. In the cool of the evening, Pod would come for her, a very weary Pod, dishevelled and dusty to take her back for tea. You can read the rest of page 140, so pause the recording right now. Okay, and I'm going to pick up from page 141 from the top. He's been ill, she told her mother and father. He's been here for, a quiet, for the quiet and the country air, but soon he'll go back to India. Did you know? She asked the amazed homily. That the Arctic nights last six months and that the distance between the two poles is less than that between the two extremities of a diameter drawn through the equator. Yes, they were happy days and all would have been well, as Pod said afterwards, if they had been stuck to borrowing from the doll's house. No one in the human household seemed to remember it was there and consequently nothing was missed. The drawing room, however could not help but be a temptation. It was so seldom used nowadays. There were so many knick-knack tables which had been out of Pod's reach, and the boy, of course, could turn the key in the glass doors of the cabinet. The silver violin he bought, he brought them first, and then the silver harp. It stood no higher than Pod's shoulder, 
and Pod restrung it with horsehair from the sofa in the morning room. A musical conversation, that's what we could have, cried the exulting homily as Ariati struck a tiny, tuneless note on the horsehair string. If only. She went on fervently, clasping her hands. Your father would start in the drawing room. Okay, you're going to uh, pause the recording now and you're going to read the rest of page 142. Okay, uh, I'm going to start on the last sentence of 142 and then I'm going to read the rest of the next page. Homily, he felt, should call a halt. Surely, now, their home is grand enough. These jeweled snuff boxes and diamond-encrusted miniatures, these filigree vanity cases and Dresden figurines, all as he knew from the drawing room cabinet were not really necessary. What was the good of shepherdness early, nearly as tall as Ariati, or an outside candle snuffer? Sitting just inside the fender, where he could warm his hands at the fire, he watched Aunt Sophie hobble around, slowly around the room on her two sticks. She'll be downstairs soon, I shouldn't wonder, he thought glumly, hardly listening to her oft-told tale about a rural luncheon aboard a Russian yacht. Then she'll miss these things. It was not her Aunt Sophie, however, who missed him first. It was Mrs Driver. Mrs Driver had not forgotten the trouble over Rosa Pickhatchet. It had not been, at the time, easy to pinpoint the guilt. Even Cramphurl had felt under suspicion. From now on, Mrs Driver had said, I'll manage on my own. No more strange maids in this house. A drop of Madeira here, a pair of old stockings there, a handkerchief or so, an odd vest or an occasional pair of gloves. These, Mrs Driver felt, were different. These were within her rights. But trinkets out of her drawing room cabinet, that, she told herself grimly, staring at the depleted shelves, was a different story altogether. Okay, you can pause the recording now, and you're going to read uh, 144. Okay, I'm going to pick up on the first sentence on page 145. I wouldn't put a pasta. Mrs. Driver exclaimed aloud, gripping her feather duster as though it were a club. And a nice Mary Andrew she'd look if, she, if I caught her at it, creeping about downstairs rooms in the middle of the night. All right, my lady, muttered Mrs. Driver grimly. Pry and potter all you want. Two can play at that game. Okay, so that concludes chapter 16. Um, I hope you enjoyed listening along today to today's podcast. Um, and hopefully uh, you'll hear from me soon on, on another chapter. All right, thank you very much. Goodbye.